Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Uh, we're so honored to have with us today the director of Dog Eat Dog, and that would be Paul Schrader. Paul, welcome to Film School. Uh, thanks, Mike. Thank you so much. Let's just get right into the film. So where did the story come from? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a novel by Edward Bunker, quite a well-known crime writer. Uh, he's deceased. <clears throat> Excuse me. Tarantino had cast him in um, Ready for Dogs. Okay. Britain was a big fan of his work. He was in... Uh, Prison, you know, a good part of his life, okay. uh, and the theme of all of his books was once you're in the life of crime, you'll never get out. But of course, he was the exception to his own rule, and he did get out. Right. Uh, but uh, Ed Bunker's sensibility is really from the '60s and the '70s. This book was set in the '90s, so in fact, the film is not that um, faithful to Ed Bunker because I was trying to uh, figure out what a crime film might look like in 2016. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to make one from the 90s or the 70s. Well, okay, well, what what was the the primary element within the story of Dog Eat Dog that attracted you? Was it the with the relationship between these characters? Was it the crimes? That no, you... I mean, it's, uh, it was really just... Uh, I had done a film in Nick Cage a, few, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. It was a very uh, bad experience. The film was taken away from me, and uh, we disowned it. And we wanted to uh, make it right. Mm. And Nick and I were looking for something to do. And I came across this script, and I thought, well, you know, maybe this might be the one. Mm. And I sent it to Nick, and uh, he wanted to do it. Okay. And... You know, that's how it all started. And uh, then all of a sudden now uh, I'm making a crime film. I, uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a crime film director. I never made one before. Right. But now i got to figure out how to make one. And what was, it, it, in that regard, what was the most challenging thing that you felt like you had to accomplish in making uh, a crime film? Well, you know, just trying to um, take this very old genre, very old premise, you know, three ex-cons doing the final job. Right. And try to make that live again, you know, after Scorsese, after Tarantino, after Guy Ritchie. Um, you know, how, how, do you, how do you do such a film today? You know, that was a challenge, and, uh, and that's what really, you know, got me... Uh, Interesting, right, right, and and um, and I like the the dynamics with the three characters, the three main characters. Uh, I I liked the there was a there's a degree of honesty. There's a there's a there's a a dynamic in there. What were you hoping to accomplish with the sort of the, the between those three guys in this? Well, film? you know, ah. Uh... You know, this is, in, in some ways, this 
film is more about crime film than it is about criminals. Hmm. It's a kind of riff on the genre, in a way. And I'm having a very good time. Uh, it's not that serious a film. I have been involved over the years in many uh, prestigious and important films. Yes. And Doggy Dog is not one of them. <laughs> Doggy Dog is a, a bit of nasty fun, and uh, I'm very happy I made it. But uh, I'm not going to... Uh, pretend that it's um, some important statement about the, the life of crime. Right. Well, of the films that you have directed, let's just let our audience know uh, that uh, to say that you've been involved with some important films is uh, uh, an understatement. Um, you have written, or been a part of the screenwriting for such films as Taxi Driver and Raging Bull, Cat People, uh I, well, you've worked with Scorsese a lot, bringing out, bring out the dead, bringing out the dead, uh, yeah. and so many other films. And then you've directed yourself, uh, Blue Collar, Hardcore, uh, Cat People, um, Light of the Day. Gosh, I mean, this is just made, Light Sleeper, a vastly underrated film, terrific film, by the way. Uh, Affliction, another great film. Uh, just so many uh, autofocus and. So you were, you were have it sounds like you were having fun with this film. It sounds like you wanted to have. Yeah, I mean, we really meant to. I mean, you know, because of the situation before with Nick, I had to have Final Cut. I, I couldn't go back to Nick again without Final Cut. Yeah. So now we have Final Cut, and I, I assembled a, a young team together, and I said, "Look, uh, you know, the bad news is we don't really have enough money to do this film the Hollywood way." Uh, the good news is I have final cut and we can make any fucking film we want. <laughs> so let's just get imaginative and there are no rules. We can do anything we want. Let's just have fun. Yeah. And so that was a kind of a mantra, a kind of riff on crime films and on criminals. And, uh, so, uh, being faithful to Ed Bunker, was not on the uh, top of my priorities. Gotcha. Well, well, you're in this film as well, and you play a pivotal role in this film. Well, what went into the decision to cast yourself in this? Uh, I couldn't find anybody else. Um, <laughs> believe me, I didn't want to. I'm not going to do it again. Really? I thought you were good. Um, I thought you did a nice job. I really did like you in the film. I mean, I'm not saying that because I am talking yeah. to you. Well, you know, uh, I had asked. <laughs> Clinton and, and uh, yeah. Abel Ferrara and Scorsese. Scorsese was going to do it, and then at the last minute he couldn't. Oh. I even uh, I approached Nolte uh, uh, and Goldblum and Chris Walken. <laughs> I couldn't get anybody. Uh, and you know, Nick kept saying, "Oh, you should do it yourself." And uh, and then it came down to the end of the schedule, and we were really tight on money. And I realized that. Even if somebody would come in and do it for a day, we couldn't even pay their airfare. Okay. So I said, I guess I'm kind of stuck now. I better do it. Yeah. And uh, and rather than pick up somebody local, uh, I read some local people. I said, you know, they're not very interesting. I, you know, maybe I'm going to be bad, but at least I'll be interesting. Well, I think you were good, and I think you were interesting as well. I, I, by the way, we're speaking with Paul Schrader, uh, the, the director of the new film Doggy Dog, stars uh, William Defoe and Nick Cage. And I, I want to say about your films, your your work, 
your body of work as a screenwriter and as a director. One of the things I've always enjoyed about your work is that that you 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 draw interesting characters. You you put together the 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 dynamics for a, a dynamic characters. You you put the elements in for very dynamic characters. And throughout your career and and passion, there's almost always in your main characters or even in the not so the secondary characters, there's a passion to them. And even in Dog Eat Dog, as much as this might have been sort of a, a I would say a lark, but a but a sort of a, a less than serious uh, as far as the, the the content is concerned for you, there's passion in all of the people in it in a way. But why? What do you attribute that to? Am, am I am I correct in my assessment of what you try to do with your well, characters? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think you know that's what we do as storytellers. So I don't know how unique I am, but I've always been uh, drawn to characters uh, who exhibit uh, contradictions. Yeah. That to me is what yeah. uh, the definition of what character is. You know, I, I loved her so much I hit her. That's character. <laughs> I loved her so much I hit her again. That's even more character. And well, that's so that's raging. That's raging. Get... I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so often when you get people who are acting against their own best interests and can't stop themselves, you get uh, you get not only get interesting people, but then you get self-destructive people. Right. Well, and you also get a character that everyone else around them has the chance to play off of. There's, there, you've introduced a dynamic that makes it nearly impossible for the for those other characters to be passive. So, yeah, and and that I think is also a key to your work as well. And how do you feel about moving forward? You you got some other projects coming up? Or what are you working on? Beyond Dog Eat Dog? What's, what's yeah, I'm going to do a film with Ethan Hawke and Amanda Seyfried that we're going to start shooting in January. Okay. So we're in pre-production now. Um, this is a film that is um, polar opposite of Dog Eat Dog. Okay. Could not be more different. Okay. The script I wrote. Okay. It is a, uh, a, a quiet film, uh, a contemplative film. And I think that the two words that you could not ascribe to doggy dog are quiet and contemplative. No, not no, not at all. No. Well, what is are, what inspires you today? It, it, are there filmmakers that you when you're when you, when you see a film by somebody in particular uh, that you have to see? Are there are there are you seeing talent, new talent? No, well, you, well, what inspired the new film? Yeah, was Ida. A film by Pavel Pavlovsky. Oh, wow. Okay. And um, because I've always liked uh, spiritual films and serious films of that nature. I wrote a book about them when I was starting. And uh, and I was having a dinner with Pavel, and uh, we were talking about it. And I left that dinner, and I said, it's time. Mm-hmm. It's time for you to do one of these films. Mm. And uh, so that's how that idea started. Yeah. Well, it is a beautiful film, and that, that's a, that is that is another thing about your work. You're talking about the spirituality uh, of of that particular film, and that is something that I that I've seen in your your work for as long as you've been doing this. And 
I want to let our listeners know that you started out as a film critic, and uh, and do you think that was a was a good training ground for you as a, as a film director? Do you think that was a a good place for you to? Be? Uh, well, it's a very that's a, that's a tricky subject because it can be and it cannot be. I uh, I often like to compare a, uh, a film critic to sort of a um, a medical examiner. You know, the, the, the film critic wants to get a hold of that body and wants to figure out how and why it lived. Mm-hmm. Uh, a filmmaker is much more like a pregnant woman, <laughs> and all a filmmaker wants to do is give birth to something healthy. <laughs> so you have to be careful yes. if you're both a filmmaker and a film critic, because if you let the medical examiner into the birthing room, <laughs> he will kill that baby. That I that is an amazing way to put it, and I I love that. Yes, I agree. I can I see what you're saying, and I I think that's awesome. That's a great way to put it. Well, yeah. So I, you have to be careful. You know, you have to leave room <laughs> for mystery. You know, maybe you can explain everything as a critic, but you can't explain everything as a storyteller. There are things you don't understand that you do. Well, that's that's fantastic. Well, I I am so honored to have had the opportunity to talk to you you can find out more about dog eat dog at facebook doggy.com slash doggy dog and um gosh i am i i'm so i like i said your body of work i i when i look at the list of films that you've been a part of in one way or another there's a screenwriter director uh congratulations on an amazing uh body of work and it truly is Paul and I I can't even tell you how happy I am to be able to talk to you as as tortured as this journey has been today to talk to you about your films. Uh I it is true a true honor for me to have this opportunity to spend some time. Oh, my with you. Terrific. Yeah, I you know um, you know, I, I I think all in all I've gotten lucky. Uh, you know as you get older sometimes you think you know wouldn't it be nice to be young again and start over? And then you think, wait a second, maybe if I was young again and I started over, I wouldn't get lucky. <laughs> so maybe I ought to just be happy the way it turned out. Well, uh, if I- anyone has the right to be happy about their body of work, uh, I, you are you are certainly one of them. And uh, I'm going to once again just run through this for our listeners. Your latest film is Dog Eat Dog, William Defoe, Nick Cage. A lot of fun. You're right, it's, there's a dark humor to it, but it's a, there's an intensity as well. And um, But... Here's a man who's been in part responsible for such films as Taxi Driver, Rolling Thunder, Blue Collar, Hardcore, American Gigolo, Raging Bull, Cat People, uh, Last Temptation of Christ, <laughs> Light Sleeper, Affliction, uh, Bringing Out the Dead, Autofocus, and now, I, thank you, Paul. Thank and, you. and don't forget Mishima. That's, a, that's an odd one. Yes, that's right. Mishima. Uh, that's right. That was yours, right? You directed that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Well, uh, thank you. And a big hearty thank you for spending some time with me today. Paul Schrader, his new film, Dog Eat Dog. Thank you for being on Film School. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. 
Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.